Hey everybody, this is Luke. And I'm Kurt. And welcome back to The Breakdown. Welcome back. So good to be here. Yes, it is. It is. (laughs) Man, can you believe it's like, what, November? I don't even know, man. And today feels like November. Yeah, a little bit more. Uh, I was really enjoying the last few days with the 70 degree weather. I know. I was like, oh, why can't it be like this all the time? I know. But come on, man. I mean, to be in November at times where we've had it snow, you know, on October 31st Mm -hmm. before. So to see this warm weather, I'm not complaining. Um, I'm really grateful for that warmth. It has been such a blessing. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And Sunday was amazing. Oh, man. Absolutely amazing. Worship. Yes. Baby dedications. Well, you know, the worship just coming back from the weekend we had before, Mm -hmm. which is the Lord really moving in this time. And uh, I have to tell you, I was talking to one of our students this week and she was explaining to me, she's been like, I've been pressing into the Lord Mm. for a deeper level in worship. And Amen. she feels like she's getting Amen. it. And so uh, we're seeing some of that come out now. So well, of really... course she's getting it. And, yeah. you know, I've, I've often had this thought that there are certain prayers that the Lord is going to answer. If you ask for more of him, he's going to answer that prayer. Yeah. He will. Yeah. Like, it's an absolute guarantee. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Well, because he desires. He right. desires to give us good gifts. He desires to give us the Holy Spirit. And when we desire what he desires, we're praying in accordance to his will, mm-hmm. right? So that's awesome. Right. So a powerful time of worship and, of course, baby dedications, which is really always such a beautiful event. And uh, growing up in the southern New England area, or if you're coming from another area, um, you know, we grew up with a lot of... Uh, different things like christenings and baby baptisms Mm -hmm. or different types of things. And, And hey, you know, every denomination and culture does it different. But here's the thing. The basic premise of the baby dedication really comes from the scripture we're reading about Samuel, where mm-hmm. Hannah, his mom, had been praying for a baby. And Eli says, hey, you're going to have a baby. And she says, well, Lord, if you grant my prayer, I'm going to make sure this child is dedicated to you for your service right. and your work. Right. And so we, as you know, modern day 21st century followers of Christ, have taken upon ourselves to say, Lord, we're going to dedicate this child back to you for the training and admonition. And we're making it publicly. Right. This is why we do it in the church. Mm-hmm. We make a public statement that we want everyone to hold us accountable to. Same reason we right. get publicly married. Exactly, exactly. And that's that's so important is it's not just about the family yes. with the baby uh, on the stage that's getting it. prayed over by the pastors. It really is for us as a congregation. Yes. And, and if you were present in the room, you may have seen some people in the congregation, they reach out their hands yes. during the prayer because it's a symbol yep. that we are joining with the parents to raise this child in the, the path of the Lord. That's it. You know, our forefathers believed it took a village to raise a child. <laughs> I think we really need to come back to that. I think they believed it because they knew. They knew it. Yeah. <laughs> we are so isolated yeah. and we all are so touchy in a sense. We're like, no, I know how to raise my kids. Listen, I'll be the first one to tell you, I need help. Yeah. I need help. If and- you want to start some arguments with some moms, <laughs> just go up there and mention baby strollers. And they all have it. I didn't realize this, but there are so many opinions on baby strollers. I don't even know what you're talking about. What? Opinions? Just ask some moms. Really? I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I wow. I wouldn't. I couldn't tell you, you like, which ones to, to buy. Yeah. But they. Every mom knows oh, oh, oh. which kind of baby stroller okay. she prefers. Okay. Whoa. All right. Very. They're very opinionated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so hey, man. I I don't even know if I even remember uh, all that, but that's okay. I, I know. That's I great. don't think I don't think strollers were that fancy when I was a baby. Yeah. We had those. Yeah. Um, 
umbrella strollers that we've always yeah. had a couple of those. But hey, I will just say I love it. It's part of, again, yeah. whether it's a, a public profession, mom and dad are saying we're acknowledging we're followers of Jesus. We're committing to the Lord and to this local assembly. Mm. We're going to raise this child in the fear, the nurture, the admonition of the Lord. Yes. And so it's going to require all of us to invest. And it really is nice to come back to, hey, you don't just, as a child running around in the building, we're not just submitted to mom and dad. We're mm-hmm. submitted to all the elders and authority who are here. Anybody who could be an authority to say, hey, listen, this is the right way to go. Mm. It's really yeah. just really good. Yeah. And I think, you know, this whole discussion brings up a really important shift in how we should see uh, the people that we go to church with yes. and, and families is I am called to be in a relationship it's good. with those around me. It's good. I am, I'm not just called to attend. That's right. This isn't like going to a lecture at a university where, okay, I might bump into these people over the next four years. No, church is a home. And, you know, we often refer to our sanctuary or coming to church as as the house, right? Because this is a house and we are a family. We're not, we're not roommates. Uh -uh. We are a family. We're brothers and sisters in, in Jesus. And so we need to look at each other that way. Yeah. And so I know for me, I'm really excited next time to come into church and like really apply that lens and really try to, okay, this is my brother and sister. When I have a disagreement, okay, this is my brother come and sister. On. That's exactly right. That is the approach. That is the yeah. attitude. You you don't typically, and again, I want to say this, if you look at our core values, what is one of them? We are a spiritual right. family. So maybe we're not bound by right. blood and biology, mm-hmm. even though I would argue we are the blood we of are, Jesus. Oh, we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the family exactly. of God. Yeah, and we all come from Adam and Eve. Yeah. So, so yes, yeah, somewhere along the line, you're our family tree intersects. Yeah. So it's just, so, you know, we're being really kind of <laughs> semantical here, but I'm just saying the point is is yeah. real. No. And, and it is really good to say, you know, in our culture today, mm-hmm. Luke, you can abandon your family. You can divorce your family. This yes. is a real thing. But it wasn't so. So if you have an argument at home and we teach our kids to work it out, mm-hmm. we have to learn that if an argument comes up in church, we have to teach each other to work it out. Exactly. And not just abandon exactly. and reject one another yeah. because there's a difference. Right, right. And I just, I just really felt in this moment like the Lord was really... Um, just awakening that view in my mind in a fresher way. That's good. So I just really feel to share that. All that from baby dedication. We haven't even gotten into the message. Well, I, well Isn't that actually, powerful? It, it comes it from the message it too. It really does. Um, so the message comes from Luke 5, mm-hmm. and it's the passage where Jesus heals the lame man, the cripple, mm. um, that gets brought down through the roof. And there's so much to draw from that. Oh, I know. So so Pastor Zach, he uh, nicely segmented the sermon into the crowd, the crew, the cripple, and the Christ. Great. Great alliteration, by the way. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Who doesn't like four C's, right? (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's on a report card. But but you're still passing. Um, So in this, so we we come to the crowd. And before before he gets into the sermon, I, I attended for, uh, first service, okay, and then I, I listened to the sermon from second service. Okay, yeah. Um, he emphasized that uh, in the verse, uh, Luke the writer emph- writes that the power of the Lord was present mm-hmm. for him to perform healing, mm-hmm. and this is a really uh, key point it that is. Luke brings out because yes. the word healing there um, can it. it is used for both physical healing and spiritual healing in scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really highlights what Jesus was going to do. Yeah. Uh, and we might wonder, well, why did why would Luke emphasize that? Well, one thing, Luke was a doctor in his day. So he was very into, um, you know, healing, 
um, and also like different social structures. Luke writes a lot about the women of Jesus's day as well. Um, so healing had a had a significance to Luke as a as an individual, not just as a gospel writer. Yeah. Um, and so we have the crowd. And if you read through that entire chapter, like even going back, the emphasis of the crowd comes through. So I encourage you to go back and read all of Luke 5. There's mm-hmm. also other miracles there. And then comparing and contrasting them, I'm sure you'll you'll run into some interesting things as well. And can I just bring this up on this passage, that the power of the Lord was present to heal them is the way that I typically mm-hmm. read it in New King James. But the power of the Lord was present for him to perform he- perform healing and that for to mean salvation as well as physical, physical healing yes. and how important it is because I'm telling you Luke um, I've been really noticing that uh, we've been kind of drawing some distinct lines and we we want so many things to be either or and we're struggling with the both and yes. and a lot of our fights yes. and arguments come because oh, yes. we just can't settle on the both and why does it have to be either or why are we putting God in a box mm-hmm. with that so it just it was hitting me as you right. were sharing it's that. a both and and yeah. it's it's so powerful it as is. We're, as we see so we have the crowd people ha- were gathering to hear Jesus yep. teach uh, they called him rabbi. So Jesus had built up this reputation. Mm-hmm. And when you have a reputation, when you have um, people hearing about all these miraculous things that you're doing, the crowds kept going to him. Yeah. And they were in, and Jesus was in this house teaching. Um, and we're going to get to the layman and his crew. Yes, we will. But Pastor Zach brought out um, something that we need to rest on here mm-hmm. for a moment mm-hmm. is that the crowd takes on its own identity and the crowd is always wrong. Mm. Um, now that can seem, you might have a problem with that because like, well, yeah. is, is a crowd always wrong? I would say yes, as a group they are uh, because they tend to go with whatever the, you know, what's going on at that time. Correct. Right? They're just following. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then we can always, we can look right back to Jesus's crucifixion right before, you know, before the, before he goes to Pilate, he had the triumphal entry yep. and the crowd is saying, Hosanna, praise the son of David. Yep. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Um, but then the next, the next day or the, <laughs> in the, shortly thereafter, yeah. they're saying crucify him, crucify right. him. Right. So yeah, the crowd can sometimes say the right thing, right. but the spirit, Spirit, and that's what we have to get to. Is like, what's mm. what's the spirit doing here? Mm, so yeah, good. the crowd had the right. Well, we would say the right posture, yeah. right? Okay, they come to hear Jesus. Yeah, they're they're doing the right thing. Yeah, okay. Who wouldn't? We are supposed to listen to the teachings of Jesus. Yep. But we're supposed to capture what the spirit is doing as well. So good. That's that's really what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, I know. And even hearing that, like you said, we can almost be like, huh, or what? Wow, the crowd is always wrong, but mm-hmm. even swayed. I mean, you know, think about the feeding of the 5,000 and right. Jesus actually corrects them and says, it's not even because you saw the miracle. It's right. just because I fed you. It's just you're looking for free food. So they, the crowd can be driven by the wrong motive, even mm-hmm. though they're looking for the right thing or looking for the wrong thing. But I do think that's a really interesting point to bring up that the crowd yes. is, is always wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I love what uh, Pastor Zach said. He said the crowd was not sensitive to the, to the specific grace of healing, mm. the healing that was present in the room yeah. for that day. Yeah. And and if you're like, well, that doesn't, it doesn't say that in Scripture. Well, think about this because we're coming to the crew, right? Yep. Do you think their first option was to come in through the roof? No, I don't think so at all. No, their first option was they came to Just the like door. Just like everyone else. And yep. they're like, we need to get to him. Yeah. So there were people 
that they tried to get through, but the people were not paying attention to them. So yes, they were not sensitive to the to the to the spirit, the, the grace for healing that was present in the room. Well, I think that's part of it too. And I know that I know that Pastor Jack made a distinction and a, line, a delineation mm-hmm. between the church and the crowd and saying that the church is not the crowd. We are the bride of Christ and right. we settle on that. However, I do think this point that you just brought up about being at the door and wanting to come in through a normal way, you know, the crowd was not, there was too much. They couldn't. And so I think it's really important that we do take that posture of sensitivity to make sure that if we see something, Mm. even in the church, even though we're not the crowd, that we're sensitive enough to be open to how the Lord is moving. And we we were kind of talking um, as leadership afterwards and saying, hey, you know, if we come to the place where we're all standing in the back, right? Because yes. first yes. service was so packed. Oh, if yeah. we come to the place where we're all standing in the back, because God is bringing people in by droves, mm-hmm. praise God. Amen. Praise God I don't Amen. have a seat. Amen. But it comes into that place of sensitivity yeah. like you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, and, and that's that's what Zach said is like, you know, what ke- what often keeps people from getting to Jesus are the people that are closest. I know. Right? Yeah. So Again, coming back to what's our posture to be when we are in church is yeah. I'm not part of the crowd. Nope. We're part of, as Pastor Zach, he used the, the Greek word for church, ekklesia, hmm. the called out ones. Yep. We come together as the bride. Yes. Now, I can fall into a heart posture of the crowd. Mm-hmm. That's good. If I'm just there for me or what I can get out of it and I'm not <laughs> sensitive to what's the spirit of the Lord doing in the room today yeah. and what about this person that's next to me? Yeah. Is there something that the Lord wants to do in in them that I need to, I have to cooperate with and be a segue for, mm-hmm. right? I'm part of the bride if, and they're part of the bride. You know, I, I need to have that right attitude. So good. So good. Even for Luke writing these things, uh, you know, so far after Jesus's death and ascension, for him to write these things and to actually have revelation that the power of the Lord was present for him to perform healing, mm-hmm. then he would have had to pick up on that somehow, which right. means if you weren't in the crowd and you understood, mm-hmm. then you could be sensitive enough to oh, what yes. God is doing. So I just oh, think yes. it's good to park on that. Mm-hmm. As the bride of Christ, we desire what the groom desires. Mm. Our, you know, we don't know exactly all the time what he has for us, but our desire is to come and to receive for all of us. Amen. Which yeah. segues so nicely Perfectly. to the crew. <laughs> the crew. Now, when you hear the crew, what do you think of? Yeah, I. you know, that's kind of hard, man, because I, I have some... I don't, I don't know that I necessarily have the right thinking on that. So I'm going to... No, we'll just, you know, when you hear the word crew. Crew? I yeah. I just think of a, a group that hangs out together. Exactly. Okay. Right? Okay. So they're in a relationship. There's a team membership yes. to that. There's a... Um, camaraderie. A camaraderie. Yes. And those... Though, these are these are the words that we need to get into our hearts today and our mm. minds, right? Mm. We don't think about that no. when we come to church. No, we no, don't that's true. Think okay. about that. Yeah, and and that's and that's the key. So you have these guys; they're carrying their friend. Yeah, and they go to the door. Yeah, and they can't get in. <laughs> they can't get in, but because they're, it's not just one of them. Yeah, there's got to be at least four. Yeah, and they climb up to the roof, and they're like, "We're well, we're gonna do this because this is what." This is this is what we are called to do today. Yeah. We're getting our friend to Jesus because we know Jesus heals and our friend needs healing. Mm-hmm. So they and they start breaking in. I mean, come on, this is not even their house, bro. This is amazing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and I I love what Zach said. He said, "Sometimes you won't break through until your friends break in." Boom. Boom. 
How powerful is that? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you and I were kind of talking about this with the baby dedication. Yes. Like you said, how it so mm-hmm. segues well into this concept right. that if we just come to church and we just hear a message and sing some good songs and go home and are completely unimpacted and unaffected by the people around mm-hmm. us, we have missed right. the crew, the very crew that God could be setting us up with. And we need to walk in union with one another. I need yes. what you have. I do. Exactly. I do. Right. But you know, I mean, I know we're going to get into this whole concept with the crew, and uh, and I, I was thinking as Paul writes in Galatians, writes in yeah. Galatians six, like, is there any one of you overtaken in a trespass? Mm-hmm. Let you who are spiritual restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, mm-hmm. lest you also be tempted. But I'll tell you what keeps speaking to me is you can see these men's faith, these these yes. men's faith. You can see it mm-hmm. because they're breaking into the roof, right? And that's and that's what Jesus addresses. Yes, it's it's the faith of of these men yeah. of these of this crew. Yeah. Um, because it might seem like, oh, well, are we doing this backwards? Like, why aren't we talking about the cripple first? So good. Because in a lot of, in, in all know. of the stories of healing, it, the subject, the primary subject is the one who's going to get the healing. Yeah, the afflicted. Mm-hmm. But in this story, it's actually the crew. I know. That's what, four. I right. Know. This is what we come to first. Yes. And so, yeah, it's super, super important that we understand that as the body of Christ, I am to be in a crew. Yeah. I'm not... I'm not an individual. Yeah. And that whole theme of the body and, and being knit together, that's all throughout Scripture. That's all throughout the teachings, um, especially in the New Testament. You really do see it. And, and it just brings us back to this place. If you can remember, if you're sitting here isolated and offended, and offense has caused you to be isolated, you know, let me just encourage you, that really is the enemy's goal altogether, is that you mm-hmm. would be separated from the body. Right. But a hand on its own is is really nothing but a thing, as right. we see in the Adams family. It right. needs to be connected mm. to a body. Mm. And so how important it is yeah. and how it works in union with one another. Yeah. And I love the way, and this is kind of bringing me to this point, Luke. Do I love my brother and sister next to me enough? Do I have a crew that I care enough about that I would break down a roof right. for them? Right. And we might look at that and say, mm-hmm. wow, like this is how we pray mm-hmm. for one another. We're right. praying for that breakthrough. Yeah, and, and I think what can be tough is, um, you know, for people listening who who feel like, well, I don't have a crew. Yeah. Okay, so and what we all, because we've all been there, yeah. and we all fall into even moments like that. Oh, absolutely. Because right? I would say, yeah, I'm part of a crew, uh, but then I have moments of, you know, isolation or Agreed. sadness because that's what you know satan brings those Agreed. attacks on us mm-hmm. right um so what we want in those times i think ideally is we want someone to reach out to us yes right yeah. but i think we have to we have to go back to the fact that jesus did reach out to you mm. so you are part of a crew because jesus reached out to you and he calls you to join his crew it's good so you are in a crew whether you whether you like it or not. That's true. Whether you are looking for it or not. Yeah. And so going back to that place, okay, so I'm on Jesus's crew and yeah. tapping into that. Yep. Um, and then from there, asking him, okay, Lord, you've brought me to be part of your crew. Show me how you want me to live this out to mm-hmm. the people around me. Mm-hmm. Who are the people that I'm supposed to... Um, be helping. Who are the cripples? Yeah, the you know either physical or metaphorical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, around me that you want me to help. Yeah. And then who are those people around me that you want me to partner with? Yeah, I know it's so good. We have to ask that. We have to initiate that. 
And that's a prayer that the Lord is going to answer. He is. And, and I know sometimes like my wife has had this light bulb go off like, hey, God, I've been praying for this. Or I've been praying for a crew, praying for friends. And it's like God just moves into her mind and reminds her, hey, this is what this right mm-hmm. here is. You have been missing it. She just happened to her last week. And I know for me, it, you know, being open and saying like reaching out and opening mm-hmm. up again. Um, I was just talking to Pastor Will and I was talking right. to you. It's like I have to remind myself to be vulnerable mm-hmm. because I can recoil. Yes. And I can isolate, but to remember, I've been given this crew. We're all on Jesus's team. We're all right. in his crew. Exactly, exactly. And then also on the flip side, mm-hmm. when you're in the crew and you see the cripple, you have enough wherewithal as the rest of the group to say, wait a minute, let's bring them to Jesus. Amen. Let's bring her to Jesus. Amen. We know where to go. We yes. got the answer. Yes. And we're going to do whatever it takes. We're going to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> and I, I think it's super important for us to emphasize the role that the Holy Spirit yes. plays in this. So yes. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And you know, go, right at the beginning of the passage, we had that emphasis on the power of the Lord was present for him to perform healing. Now, how do we discern that? It's within. It's with the Holy Spirit inside of us. Yes. So when we interact with one another, our heart posture should be, okay, Holy Spirit, in this person's life that I am talking to, that I am interacting with, what, what, what grace of the Spirit is present in this person's life? Is mm. it? It may be that the that the power of the Lord, the the grace. There's a grace in this person's life right now that the Lord wants to perform healing? Or maybe it's it's encouragement. Maybe when I commune with the Spirit of the Lord, I understand, okay, this person needs encouragement. Yeah. And that's that all flows from a heart posture. That's it. And it, But it, I have to be outward focused. Yes, yes. You have to be sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit and to what you're seeing in your crew and your brothers and yes. sisters. And to realize regardless of status or whatever mm-hmm. position we may look at, we're all in a crew and we all need each other. Amen. We all Amen. need each other. And even just to think about this great point, you know, when you're um, when you're carried by somebody a long way, you know, you're more likely to do an extra thing for them to get them to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So when you're carrying somebody a long oh. way, you're going to take those extra steps. So I just think oh, about, yeah. you know, yeah. I, in We've my come mind, this far. Yeah, we can't like, give up now. We can't now. turn back now. <laughs> and I, I, I am. I'm thinking about these guys. Like we often look at what happens when they get to the house. How long was the journey? Mm-hmm. to get to the house, you know? And so they're like, we are not stopping. We brought him here. Yes. We're going to bring him all the way. And I love it because Jesus looks at them and really rewards their faith. He mm-hmm. speaks directly to them and they're being good friends. Amen. Great is your Amen. faith. And, and I think that's where we have to draw encouragement to. Yes. Because um, especially when the journey gets long. I know. Uh, we have those times where, well, all right, are we doing the right thing? Are we pursuing the right path? But we have to have faith in the person of Jesus, yep. not in the circumstances or what it takes to go through to get to get to him. That's it. Right? Or That's to it. get that person to what they need to what they're gonna receive from him. They had faith. They knew yeah. well, Jesus heals. Yep. Yeah, he's teaching. He's he teaches really good things that that minister to us, but he also does more than what our religious teachers do. <laughs> he transforms our lives and he transforms situations. And we are taking our friend to him. Yeah. 
no matter what. I know. I just think it's so cool because so many things are going off in my mind because some people are like, don't interrupt the teacher. Don't, you know, the disciples, they won't let the Jesus, the, the mm. kids not come near Jesus. He's like, let them come. Right. Let them come to me. And we can build up all these religious mm-hmm. fences and we can think that we're doing God a service. And really, he loves the faith right. of the childlike faith that says, I'm coming to you regardless of what right, it costs right. me. The heart of the father is he's 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 relationally driven. Yeah. That's what that's why Jesus went to the cross for us yep. to restore our relationship. And then he's transformationally driven. Mm. So it's not just a restored relationship, it's a complete transformation. So good. So moving from this place of a crew, which I think a lot of what we're seeing is really important, but then to coming to where most of the teaching has been done on, right? And that's the cripple. Mm-hmm. That's this part where we always see why Luke is writing that the power of the Lord was present to heal. For healing. Because yes. it's going to be salvation as well as physical mm-hmm. healing. Exactly. So they bring they bring him to Jesus, and um, Jesus says, your sins mm-hmm. are healed. He doesn't... His, and, and this is cool. <laughs> it is really cool. Because Jesus is also teaching the, the, the crew here too, That's right? teaching everybody at this point, right? yeah. I mean, they had faith in Jesus. Yep. And, and I think, and, and they had the, they were doing the right thing, and the, but they're driven by a physical circumstance. Correct. Uh, which Jesus does heal, but he, yep. he does that second. Oh, I know. It's he does great. it second. Yeah. So um, as Zach brought out, it's like God is all about order. Mm-hmm. He's all about order. So yes, the spirit was was and the power was present there for healing, physical and spiritual, but spiritual always trumps yeah. physical. Yeah. And it's it's just really cool to see because then Jesus would would then rebuke the Pharisees and say, which is easier to say, mm-hmm. you know, your sins are forgiven or arise, take up in your right. bed and walk. Right. And he's really putting that challenge out there and even to show that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive mm. sins. Who can forgive sins except God? Right. But that's what he's showing, mm-hmm. that there's actually authority to bring spiritual healing here, not just another physical manifestation. Like you're saying, the spiritual always exactly. trumps the physical. Exactly. And for Jesus to look in on something um, and say, hey, there's something greater at work here. And not only are you going to get right. your physical today, I'm going to make sure you're all set. Amen. <laughs> well, and you know, you've, I remember when I took your class, Powers in the Gospel, like, you, you touch on this. Yeah. And really it's as believers, our physical healing flows out of our spiritual healing. Yes. Yes. So Teach us a little more about yeah, that. Like no, I remember you talk about like we walk in divine health. Yeah. Yeah. There is a difference between re- receiving that immediate, you know, miraculous manifestation of a healing that I've needed. And then what about as followers of Christ as we're walking with the Lord? My expectation is that I am walking in and, and living in divine health because I have access to all of the character and nature of God and all of his good promises through this mm-hmm. divine nature. Um, I have, I, so it's just like, yes, but also it comes from that place outward, inward rather. Yes. The spirit of God is Amen. there. God has done the work. Jesus has done mm-hmm. the work inwardly. So I'm tapping in, which is why I love that Jesus is bringing us to, hey, your sins are forgiven. Right. Nothing's going right. to hinder you. Right. Because I do think it would be really interesting to see what would have happened if, you know, did the Pharisees know something about this guy who was laying in the bed? If you remember, there was another time that the disciples said to Jesus, Jesus, who sinned, this man or his parents? Right. Jesus said, neither. Neither. But that the glory of God might be mm-hmm. revealed. Right. And he heals him. Mm-hmm. And so it's not about, hey, this sin has brought you here. And just in case that sin did bring you, your sins are forgiven. Right. Let's just deal with it right away. Right. 
Right. So he's teaching everybody in that moment that salvation can come even when, because, because, mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's going off on me right mm-hmm. now because, yeah. because here's what's happening is that everybody in that environment, there was something that they just expected. Well, clearly this man can't be forgiven because he's still crippled. He still right. has not received a physical healing. Yes. So therefore God must not be pleased with him. Mm-hmm. And Jesus deals with that first. Exactly. And then says to exactly. prove it, right. take up your bed and walk. Right. Because that's such a Fun, that that was really the fundamental thing that had to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. It's these these lies and distortions of circumstances that Satan wants us to fall into. Oh yeah, it, and and what's the whole point? It, Satan's whole point is for us to miss the true power of God's healing and God's restoration in our life. Yes, so good, so good. So I just think this is really powerful here coming into this place, you know. And then, of course, Pastor Zach had that great line, until we pick up our stretcher, it's always ready to receive us back again, mm-hmm. to receive us again. And, right. you know, and watching some of the healings that I have been able to witness, you know, it's great to see somebody walk away holding their crutches mm-hmm. or holding their cane. And just as that what? As that testimony. Right. That I've been delivered from this. Right. Amen. And, you know, because the... We can be spiritually crippled as well. And that mm-hmm. was a, another point that Zach brought out. It's not just a physical crippling. That's it's, it. We can insert any any problem, anything that we need deliverance from, anything mm-hmm. that uh, Satan has brought into our life to trip us up, mm-hmm. uh, circumstances, any anything like that can be is is emblematic of being crippled. Yeah, it's keeping us from from walking. Um, fully in the fullness, you know, in the fullness. Yeah. So when Jesus heals us of that, when Jesus brings us out of bondage, when we have breakthrough, um, the picking up the mat. Mm. What the way I take that to mean is, I'm not going to leave it laying out, ready to receive me again. Wow. Especially if it's a if yep. it's a sin pattern, because there is pleasure in sin for a season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there's a comfort. There's a, I can just, you know, let myself lie here, right? It's not going to deliver in the long run, but yeah. there's like a, that temporary thing. So sometimes like we, you know, we don't fully take ownership of our healing. That's a good point. And it's, so that's what taking up the mat is like, yeah. it's like, I'm taking this up. It's not going to carry me anymore. I carry it. Yeah. I have brought it under submission mm. t- to the power of Christ. Yeah. And this is now my testimony. It's yeah. like, look at what, look at what I used to lie in. Yep. But now I don't lie. I don't lie in this anymore. Yeah, and I don't want. And I don't want you to lie in this anymore. So good, so good. And how important it is to be able to do that. I love that you're even likening it to even the sin pattern that may have be really crippling to us. Exactly. And yeah. and and may really inhibit us. And we think, wow, like I can't shake this, you know. Mm-hmm. And again, we see that. Um, the scripture tells us that we are to confess our sins one to another mm-hmm. that we may be healed. Right. And there may be hindrance. This is, again, why we need a crew, because we may be hindered in moving mm-hmm. forward. Right. But upon that confession, upon that deliverance, we can now hold that up over us and say, hey, I am no longer Amen. held captive by Amen. this. And Amen. praise God, I'm Amen. set free. Mm-hmm. Amen. And another reason why we need the crew is because sometimes... Um, you know, other circumstances come into our life. Satan's always trying to trip us up. He's always trying to cripple us. So there may come a time where I'm crippled and I'm going to need my crew. And it's a, it's humbling, but I, that's why we need each other. It's like, yeah, you're the crew today. 
You may be the the cripple tomorrow yeah. because we still battle with our sin nature and we still need each other to carry us up and help point us back to Jesus. So good. And uh, I know that we have a Marked Man co- weekend coming up, yes. and I think this is where I learned this. This is where I gained this sense of camaraderie, to have a, a formed, forged brotherhood mm. with men that I never really had before, not being in the military. Right, and, right. Just not really experiencing that camaraderie and the not stabbing in the back. and just So it's just really cool. I mean, I love what our marked men have done. And I really can see when you talked about crew, that's kind of what my mind went yes, to exactly. is what happens yep. there. So we are already at our, our mark. We can't close out yet without touching the Christ because we've gone through all of these things. We have to touch the Christ um, and just the power that is still present mm-hmm. with the Lord today. And so to think and to impress into what is it that we need? And if we can't get ourselves there, this is the point that's coming to me. If I can't get myself there, Luke, right? If I Mm -hmm. am a little little crippled, and I remember sharing with you last week and the week before, just again, me being vulnerable Mm -hmm. right now to open up again to my brothers Mm. and sisters and to believe again, like, hey, um, even if I get stabbed in the the back, even if I get wounded, like I'm so in need of crew and fellowship, I have to take the risk. Amen. And if I can't get myself there right right now, I'm going to lean into that crew. Right, right. And so Jesus, the power is still present to heal. So right. you it, have to help me get there. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, where are we going to? It's yes. it's to Jesus. Jesus. It's to Je- Jesus is always the he's our he's our starting place and yep. he's our and he's our final destination. <laughs> yes, he is. Right? Yes. He's the first and last amen. Yes. Um so it starts with him and it ends with him. Um this even though Jesus is responding to the faith in the crew. And he and the the transformation occurs in the cripple. It he really is the focal point, mm-hmm. and we have to remember that we do. No matter what circumstance we're in, okay. Yes, I'm feeling the need for a crew. Okay. Yes, I'm feeling crippled. I need a healing. Okay. Where is that going to come from? Exactly. It's not going to come from the crew. Right. Right. And even greater than your need for healing yeah. is your is I need Jesus. Yes. Because whatever I need, whatever he has for me in this circumstance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he is the focal point. That's the it. Christ is the focal point. Yep. Um, and I love how, because, um, you know, we Jesus was teaching and the crowd was there for teaching, but they weren't sensitive to why Jesus really was present. But yet there is power in the teachings of Jesus. And Zach brought that out. Yeah. And Jesus says, you know, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. Mm-hmm. When we when we when we take in his words, when we walk in his ways, it shows that we are his. Yes. And, but again, it's not, it, the difference is I'm, uh, when I, when we partake of his teaching, it's not like studying any kind of other book or subject or, you know, a degree or, you know, following a manual. It's no, I'm taking this in because this is life. It is. His word is life. That's it. Right? Yep. And from there, that's where we use our faith to activate that power. So and what good. that means, you know, some people, you know, some people can get tripped up on the whole activation thing. Yeah, yeah. But really what that means is walking in the teachings. Yes. Even when you're, it, despite the enemy saying this isn't going to work. Correct. Correct. You're grabbing hold. Faith is grabbing hold of a right. spiritual reality. Mm-hmm. And making it natural, right. grabbing hold of a spiritual reality mm-hmm. that's already been available to you, by which have given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Right. These promises have been made available to us that we mm-hmm. might be partakers of the divine nature, right. Peter says. So we reach in 
to that place of the spirit to take a spiritual reality mm-hmm. and make it ours. Right. Whatever it is, yeah. whether it's with sin, physical healing, uh, salvation, it, just, it runs the gamut. Yeah. Yep. And so, but I like what we're bringing it back to is it, it's all ultimately coming from the Christ. Mm-hmm. If if I'm part of the crew today and I'm helping somebody get there, then tomorrow I may be the cripple in the bed and the crew is helping me get there. But where are we going? Right. We're still going to Jesus. Amen. Amen. And Jesus sees things that we cannot. Mm-hmm. So I think it, and I think it's really uh, important to emphasize here too, like, you know, Jesus says to the man, your sins are forgiven. Now, the man hasn't spoken. I know. The cripple hasn't spoken. But Jesus, he discerns the hearts. So I think that's so beautiful and special that even without the man speaking, Jesus was discerning something in him Yeah. that we don't even know. I know. We will never know. Oh, I know. I don't even have time to get into this, but just what I was saying earlier with the disciples saying to Jesus, who sinned, Jesus, him or his parents? Can you imagine this man feeling in the bed all Mm -hmm. these years, Mm -hmm. my sin has got me here? Or we don't know the backstory on the guy and whether or not his sin did Did get him there. there. And should either one of those factors be an inhibitor, Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's so cool. Oh, this is this is amazing. It really is. Yeah. It's like we're going where our right. minds are blowing here. So because well, okay. we get so Satan works in us like, oh, you're not saying the right words. Oh, I you're know. not doing the right thing. I oh, know. yeah, you can even walk to Jesus. Oh, look, these people are bringing you. Are you really a Christian if you're just relying on the strength of these people Ooh. around you? Right. Th- those are the lies. I know. But yet, no, like even through that, we have to persevere in the truth. That's and the it. truth is like, I need to get to Jesus. That's it. All I need is Jesus. Yep. Jesus knows, and Jesus can see that even if I can't get the words. I know. And now as believers, we have the Holy Spirit that prays on our behalf. Come on. That's good. That's good stuff, man. So again, I think, you know, not that we rate messages around here, but I know that uh, it's a really good oh, message. This one. <laughs> this one was fire. I know. And not that we rate messages, but even yeah. coming off of Sunday, just hearing a lot of mm-hmm. talking, it's like, oh man, this is so powerful. So, hey, we really want to pray for you before we we before we set up shop and, and walk away today and uh, just going to trust the Lord for all he has for us. So, Father, we thank you for this time to break down and not to dissect your word and and Pastor Zach's message, but to emphasize the key areas that you wanted us to lean into today. So we thank you for that. Lord, wherever we may be feeling like we can't make it to Christ, would you send us a crew? Wherever we may feel like we're crippled, would you remind us that there is a crew? Wherever we may be missing those around us who are crippled, would you open our eyes so that we could become a crew to them? We thank you for this. Ultimately, you're taking us to Jesus, Messiah, the anointed one, the only one who still heals, saves, delivers, restores, and redeems. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And that's The Breakdown. We'll catch you next week.